Praise the Lord, this is Brad Julius Adeomi, and we are going through the Acts of the Apostles, and I'm now in chapter 15, and I believe that the Lord will give more insight and understanding as we study and discuss this Acts of the Apostles. I read verse by verse and stop and give comments to make us see how the Apostles were followed with signs, following, and as they were going, God logically was following them with signs. And the signs were converting the Gentiles, making them to believe. Because science really is to draw attention to the word, and the word of God that has been preached is to save our soul from hell and lake of fire as we become members of the kingdom of God that is coming. Now, chapter 15 is where we are at. In chapter 14, Apostle Paul and Barnabas have come all the way back to Antioch, where they started where they were sent out from. So they stayed, the Bible said they abode in Antioch now for a long time with the disciples after they have reported what the Lord has done. How he has opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. Now chapter 15 from verse 1. Certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, except ye be circumcised after the manner of Moses, ye cannot be saved. So where did they get that idea from? They just want to superimpose the law of Moses upon the Gentiles. Verse 2. When therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and disposition with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain other of them should go up to Jerusalem unto the apostles and elders about this question. So now they were in the, according to the scripture we just read, they were in Antioch for a, for a long time now, maybe one year, two years, after the first missionary journey. And then while they were there, some believers from Jerusalem, because by that time, Apostle Peter and James and all of them were in Jerusalem, only the apostles. And over the years, some, some other people became loudmouthed, vocal, because they thought they knew more. And then they begin to go about and try to say, this is what has to be done. And they came all the way from Jerusalem and visited Antioch again because Antioch looked like the place where they have a established Christian fellowship all along. When Barnabas was coming, he also came to Antioch. So they also came to Antioch and then began to teach the Gentiles and say, well, you know something, you guys need to still be baptized, to be circumcised according to the law of Moses. Otherwise, you cannot be saved. I mean, trying to elevate Moses above Jesus. And then when they came to Antioch this time, Paul and Barnabas were there, and they heard and said, no, 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 no. So they argued, they debated, they argued, they debated with these people from Jerusalem. And the, all, all the brothers of Jesus said, well, why don't you guys just go back to Jesus and say to this and then come back and tell us what the elders said, what the apostles said. Because it looked like uh, the people are no more united on, on the same topic, or they are no more saying the same thing. So okay, so decided that, and then so the Paul and Barnabas and some of these people, some of these brethren that came from Jerusalem that are preaching this thing, say, "Well, you and two, both of you, and Paul and Barnabas, all of you go to Jerusalem and go 
discuss it with the apostles and let's see what the apostles say about this new idea. But still say, and being brought on their way by the church, they passed through Phoenix and Samaria, declaring the conversion of the Gentiles and they caused great joy unto all the brethren. Now they are reporting what their first missionary journey has accomplished to every church they pass by at the church of the Jews, the Christians. As they are going back to Jerusalem. Now verse 4 said, And when they were come to Jerusalem, they were received of the church and of the apostles and elders. And they declared all things that God had done with them. But then they arose arose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees which believed, saying that it was needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. These are the people that have already joined the believers. And they were Pharisees. They said well, they believe in Jesus, but they are not getting the full message of what Jesus Christ was saying. So they are now oh, elevating Moses and saying, well, we still need to circumcise these Gentiles. Because anyone that become a proselyte before Christ came, the proselytes are the Gentiles that were converted to Judaism. And one of these is, well, for you to be one of us, you have to be circumcised, which is the, their private part has to be split and cut to circumcise them, no matter how old they are which was given to Abraham as a, as a covenant with God. And he started circumcising his children. So they said, well, you have to be circumcised to, be a Jude, to follow Judaism. So those people that are proselytized, they were circumcised. Even then that they were circumcised, does not mean that the Jews embraced them. They just welcomed them to worship with them. Now the gospel went to the Gentiles now. These people are believing in Jesus Christ. So these Jews that now say, well, we have to make them circumcised. That is, come back to be a proselyte. So that's why the apostles said, no, Christ didn't say that. No, Christ didn't tell us to go and do that. So they have a confrontation. So now they came to the elders in Jerusalem to discuss this thing. So they first reported what great thing God has done to the Gentiles while they were preaching about miracles that are happening. So then after they were feeling some rules and said, well, you know, so they have reported all that Jesus, the Lord has done through them miracles in among the Gentiles. And these people rose up and said, these people need to be circumcised and keep the law. The law of Moses. So you see, they are still asking them to come back and be under the law. And verse 6. And the apostles and elders came together for to consider of this matter. So they are going to discuss this. So they set a time to come together and discuss it. Everybody that knows the scriptures and have had the revelation, we have to put in their, their input in this discussion or debate. Verse 7. And when there had been much disputing, I mean, they didn't agree. This one said this. No, no, this one said that. This one said that. Peter rose up and said unto the men and brethren, Ye know how that a good while ago, God made a choice among us, made a choice among us, that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. Now, why did he use that? God made a choice among us. This is how I presented it. Before this time, Apostle, like I said, Apostle Peter was kind of humble. Before this time, the, the believers in Jesus have been more like a gravitating towards James, the brother of Jesus. Because he looked like the Messiah, he looked like him physically. 
And even though they were, James the brother of Jesus, they didn't even believe until Christ resurrected also. And Peter was the one Jesus just said should be leading. But you see, human nature, they always gravitate to the one that is family member. So they begin to gravitate towards James, the brother of Jesus in the Jerusalem church. So Peter kind of take his side, his side line, so to speak. But when the Lord was sending Peter to Cornelius' house and so on and so forth, he was trying to remind him that God made a choice among us who should open the door to the Gentiles. But he said, and God which knoweth the earth, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us. And put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Verse 10 said, now, therefore, why tempt ye God? To put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear. But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved. Even as they, verse 12, then all the multitude kept silence and gave audience to Barnabas and Paul, declaring what miracles and wonders God had wrought among the Gentiles by them. So when Peter gave his own verdict, they were saying then that, Everybody is saying this, everybody is saying as if they are the authority. But remember, God made a choice among us that through my mouth, the the word of God should be heard by the Gentiles. That's just reminding them that, remember just some time ago, God made a choice. That means God appointed me, instead of saying he appointed me to be the leader, so to speak. So why are you not saying as if you know better than me? Everybody say I know better than everybody. So it's becoming a debate. So when he spoke like that, everybody kept quiet. And said, yeah, they remember that. Why they go to debate Peter? When God said Peter is the one that is, I'm speaking through the mouth of Peter. So there's a humility there, but also a wisdom that made the others kept quiet now. So all the multitude kept silence and gave audience to Barnabas and Paul, declaring what miracles and wonders God has wrought among the Gentiles by them. But starting after they had held their peace, James answered, that's James, the brother of Jesus, not James, the brother of John. So James, the brother of John, already been killed by Herod. Peter, James, and John. That James, the brother of John, already been killed by Herod a long time ago. But this time, it's almost 20 years later, who knows how many years after this one, when they were having this debate. But this time, James, the brother of Jesus, who was the son of Mary, has almost become the leader of the church in Jerusalem where Peter has been kind of sidelined, so to speak. So Peter was only reminding them that many years ago, God made a choice that I should really want to speak. That through my mouth, the Gentiles should hear the gospel. Now you guys are saying as if you know better, also, so to speak. So I'm just paraphrasing what I believe he was saying to them. And so they kept quiet. And then James, the brother of Jesus, now gave a final verdict because he has become almost the leader in that Jerusalem, Jerusalem group of believers. So, men and brethren, he said, Hearken unto me. But for Simeon, as Simon Peter is mentioning Peter like Simeon, has declared how God at the first did visit the Gentiles to, get, to take out of them a people for his name. And to this I agree the words of the prophets as it is written. After this I will return and will build again the tabernacle of David, which is falling down. And I will build again the ruins thereof, and I will set it up. That was in Amos chapter 9, verse 11. So James was quoting Amos. 
that God promised that he will rebuild the tabernacle of David and he's saying this is exactly what God is doing. That the residue of men, the residue of men has not, that is, people that are non-Jews are the residue of men, Gentiles. So that the residue of men might seek after the Lord and all the Gentiles upon whom my name is called, said the Lord who doeth all this. So he's quoting Amos chapter 9 that God promised that he will rebuild the tabernacle of David and all the rest of the world and, and the Gentiles shall seek the Lord. And all the Gentiles upon whom my name is called, said the Lord. Now, verse 8 says, No, no, to God are all his works from the beginning of the world. Wherefore, my sentence, so he was not going to give a sentence concerning this debate. My sentence is that we trouble not them, which from among the Gentiles are turned to God, but that we write unto them that they abstain from pollutions of idols, and from fornication, and from things strangled, and from blood. So they are like, he listed four things that they, they think they always have objection to that look to them that these are the things that make Gentiles Gentiles, not the circumcision. He said these are the things that they do that we, we that's abhorrent to us. So that's what he was saying. We're going to write to them to just avoid this type of things. The circumcision has nothing to do with this. They say that's where they tie their, their law of Moses and their religion to circumcision. They say, well, well, let's forget about circumcision. The only thing that are boring to us is this lifestyle, this lifestyle they, they we know Gentiles do. So let's write to them to avoid this type of things. Pollution from idols, abstain from it. From fornication, abstain from it. From things that are strangled, that is animals that they don't slaughter and shed the blood and, and drip and let the blood drain out. And they just strangle the animals and say that is not acceptable to eat. So those are the things we should just tell them to avoid. And to avoid blood, I mean, and to be if avoid blood, I mean, the blood is like they should not eat blood because the Bible says anyone that eat blood is, is abomination because they are eating the life of the of the flesh. That's why God said they should drain the blood out of the animals before they cook the animal. So He said, for Moses of all time, as in every city, them that preach him, being read in the synagogues every Sabbath. So don't let us mix what is being done in the synagogue with what the Christians are doing. That's what He was saying. In the synagogue, they are reading the law of Moses. They are reading it every Sabbath day. So let those Jews keep doing that. But let the Christians stay by themselves. And let's just tell them not to participate in all these things that are called pollutions of idols, fornication, which they know the Gentiles are fond of, and strangled means that they, some the Gentiles eat. And uh, they should abstain from blood also. Verse 22. Then pleased the apostles and elders with the old church to send chosen men of their own company to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, namely Judas, Sodom Basavas, and Silas, chief among chief men among the brethren. So that's where the name of Silas first came up. Because in the second missionary journey, Paul went with Silas. Paul and Silas. So they, they sent these two men to follow Paul and uh, Barnabas to Antioch to deliver this message. That the apostles say, yeah. We are not commanding anybody to go and be circumcised. They just abstain from these things that are boring to reduce some practices. Verse 23, and they wrote letters by them after this manner. The apostles and elders and brethren and sent greetings unto the brethren which are of the Gentiles in Antioch and Syria and Cilicia. You know, this letter should be sent to not just Antioch. Let it go to Syria. Cilicia, we heard that there is church in Cilicia. So all of those places, let them read this thing. Verse 24 says, For as much as we have heard that certain which went out from us 
have troubled you with words, subverting your souls, saying you must be circumcised and keep the law, to whom we gave no such commandment. We didn't give them that commandment. It seemed good unto us, being assembled with one accord, to send chosen men unto you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men that have asserted their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have sent therefore Judas and Silas, we shall also tell you the same things by mouth. For it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us. So that is that they are saying that we are not, we are not the one that just saying this. The Holy Ghost is the one that is. The Holy Ghost is the overseer of the church. And it's the Holy Ghost in us that is giving us the, the word to say. So they are saying it's the Holy Ghost that is commanding this and us. So it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things. And these are the things, verse 29. That ye abstain from meats offered to idols, and from blood, and from things strangled, and from fornication. From which if ye keep yourself, ye shall do well. Fear ye well. Now, when you look at that letter that was sent, they say, abstain from meat offered to idols. Now, you can go back to the letters of Apostle Paul, which are follow up to this Letters because when after they bring brought this to the Gentiles, Apostle Paul has to explain further. Also, he has to explain further because in the letters of Apostle Paul to the Corinthians, he was explaining further about this meat offered to idols in a place because they have to have the same problem as now. They said, avoid meat offered to idols, and they said, Well, what about this meat? What about that meat? This one is sold in the temple, but this one we don't know how they, how they crucify, how they kill it. Was it strong? We don't know, they just sell it in the market. So all of those have to be questions that people begin to ask. So Apostle Paul now begins to pen the Corinthians. First letter to the Corinthians, he addressed some of this. He said, well, the idols are really nothing. These are just statues. So meat over to idols is really nothing. But nonetheless, they are worshipping spirits. So he, come, he came to those presentations in different angles. Number one, idols are nothing. Number two, these people are actually worshipping demons. So you don't want to participate with worshipping demons. So don't go and be participating in this. Number three, you are free, really. It's not what you eat that makes you unclean. So there are three things that he has to explain there. You have to go to First Corinthians to explain, to get all of those. When you, are, you can go to our First Corinthians presentation and you see how we explain some of those. Apostle Paul has to explain further about this chapter 15. But this is what they wrote. Fear you of Acts of Life chapter 15. So when they were dismissed, they came to Antioch. And when they had gathered the multitude together, they delivered the epistle. Which when they had read, they rejoiced for the consolation. They say it's a consolation to the Gentiles. Why? Because if they have said, oh, you guys have to be circumcised, you know it's painful to be circumcised. Adults especially, you have to line up like a surgery. And cut your penile, you know, your, your private part, and cut it open and scrape all the skin. This is going to be bleeding for, for some days, and you have to be almost like wounded for a few days before it heals. So that's not a thing that is going to be joyful, not something you just land and say, hey, no, it's going to be something that's painful. In fact, if you remember the story in the, actual, in the book of Genesis, when sons of Jacob, the sons of Jacob wanted to trick the the people that they wanted to destroy. They said, well, if you want to marry our daughter, you have to be circumcised. 
So that man that went to marry the daughter of Jacob because he has already uh, raped the girl and said, I like this girl. Let's, let me just marry her. And they went to, the, to Jacob to ask for the girl to be married and say, we can't marry our daughter to uncircumcised. When they heard that he has already raped their daughter, he said, okay, what will we do? You have to like all men in your, in your village, in your town must be circumcised. Then we'll be like you. You'll be like us. We'll be one family. Ah, the man said, okay, and the man is the son of the king. And they all were happy. So we will be like as one family. And they call everybody together. We need to circumcise. We'll be like them. Wow, oh, look at how they have so many cattle. We just inherit their cattle. So they also have their own uh, secret and uh, declared motive. So they let's circumcise. So they all say, okay, we circumcise. So they all line up, they cut off their private part or whatever it is to circumcise. And that will be very sore. Second day, third day, they will be also sore in the third day. So the Jews, the boy, the sons of, they say it was Levi and uh, Simeon and Levi, the two brothers of this girl that was raped. They waited for the third day. Then that third day, these people will be so in pain because they, are, they don't have any of these uh, things they will use like, uh, that to keep them from having no pain. So they are going to be in pain. So these people just marched into them with sword. And while all those men were counting, will stand up, they just killed every male in that village and, and killed the, all, the, all the men and took their daughter and left. And Jacob didn't agree with that. But that was what happened. Because what I was driving that story to make it to see that it is a painful thing, the circumcision is a painful thing. Even though they will do it to a little baby when they are born, eight day old, so that the pain, the baby didn't know what's going on, it's just feeling pain. But when it heals, it is okay. But say, do that to a hard It will be so painful. That was what happened. The, the, the sons of Jacob used that as a pretext to kill these people. Because they know that after the, all the men were all circumcised for the third, three days, they will be so painful on the third day they can't even stand up. And that's when they attack them and kill all of them. They couldn't be able to stand up to raise up any sort like this. That. So that's why I said the Gentiles, when they had that, they don't need to do this. They were, it was a rejoicing and a consolation in verse 31. Verse 31 says, I'm reading Acts of the Apostles, chapter 15, verse 31 says, When which when they had read, they rejoiced for the consolation, the consolation that you don't have to go through this surgery. And Judas and Silas, being prophets also themselves, exhorted the brethren with many words for confirmed them. Confirmed them. And after they had tarried their space, they were let go in peace from the brethren unto the apostles. Notwithstanding, it pleased Silas to abide there. Silas was the one that he just felt like, yeah, I want to be evangelistic also. I don't want to go back to Jerusalem and just uh, play in church. We have to remember some of these people are not married. Definitely, it looked like Silas was not married. So if he left, came to Antioch and just stayed, that means it's not like I have to go back to my family in Jerusalem. So it's very probable that many of them are not married. Like Apostle Paul was, he claims, he classified himself as unmarried. Unmarried doesn't mean they were not married before. Some of them could have married and divorced or widower. But see, by that time they were by themselves. So if he came, Barnabas also, we are not sure whether he was married before and now a widower, but he was able to go about 
come to a place for one year and there was no record that he came with his with a wife. So that's why many people that were married during that time could freely move about. Maybe they could marry later because we know about Philip the Evangelist that when he went from uh, when they fled from Jerusalem, he went to Samaria. There was a, no record that he had a wife with him, so he was single by that time. But later he got married and have children. According to the story, when they were when Apostle Paul was coming back to Jerusalem many years later, he, Philip the Evangelist already had four daughters. No, so that was why I said some of them, when they were unmarried, they were still moving, moving, moving about. And then, praise the Lord. I was in Silas, so he was able to stay back and stay with the in Antioch because very likely he was not married then, he was still a young person or a, a, a bachelor. Verse 35 Paul also and Barnabas continued in Antioch teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. Verse 36 Now, this is the desire of Paul, they wanted to go back on the missionary journey again. And some days after, Paul said unto Barnabas, Let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. Now that was the second missionary journey they were about to embark on. And Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark. John Mark was back again in Antioch. You see, he was a young man, so he could go back and forth. He left them and went back to Jerusalem to see his family parents. Then he came back again, maybe he excited again to go. Sometimes you felt tired and after a while you feel like the, the zeal again to go and evangelize. So he came back to, with them to Antioch. And like I said, maybe he was related to Barnabas. According to some of the people reported, he was actually a cousin or a nephew to Barnabas. So he was able to come with Barnabas back to Antioch. So when, the, when Apostle Paul determined that let's go again and go see our brethren in all the cities where we have preached, Barnabas said, well, yeah, let's go. And uh, John Mark wants to go also. Let's go with John, John Mark. But, but, he said, but Paul thought not good to take him with them. Who departed from them from Pamphylia and went not with them to the work. What does that mean? He went not with them to the work. That is, it's like say, we are now going after we have labor, we are now going for reaping. Where people will be welcoming us and entertaining us. No, he's not going to be enjoying what we have labored for. No, let him stay, let him stay by himself. So that is what perhaps he, he, it is meant when he said he did not go with us for the, for the work. Well, Abanabas does not care, but I say, well, it doesn't matter. Let's just go with him. And the contention was starting to say, and the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from the other. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed unto Cyprus. So in short, from one team, God is splitting them to become two teams, which is okay as far as God is concerned. That's really expanding more because Barnabas will go this way, we'll be getting to more people. Paul will go this way, Paul will get to more people. So we have two teams rather than one team. Also. So that's to, as far as God is concerned, that is to the benefit of the church. So it's not like a division because they came and met again in that place. It's not like a controversy that they become antagonists of one another. No. It's just a matter of God using that opportunity to make, to make two teams out of one. Because they met in other places, they still fellowship together. Verse 40 says, And Paul showed Silas. You know, Silas was staying back in Antioch. 
And when Sarah had that day, they want to go on a second mission, just say, I, I, I volunteer to go with you. And Paul said, yeah, me, he, he himself and Sarah will go. And they departed, being recommended by the brethren unto the grace of God. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, confirming the church. Maybe Barnabas went through Cyprus. Paul said, we will go this way. Syria, Syria, Cilicia. And going to the churches that they have formed already, the believers. And of course, when they are there, they will talk to other people that have not believed. Had an open air crusade and getting more converts. And this is the end of chapter 15. And we can see how the Lord brought two teams out of one team. And it look, all things work together for good, is what the Bible says, for them that love the Lord. Sometimes it looks as if, what a, what a break. Why is this a confrontation? But in the end, God will make use of it to his own glory. What looked like contention between Paul and Barnabas just because they didn't want to take. Your mark, God used it to his own glory and make them have two teams now. Barnabas took Saul, Mark, John Mark, and Paul took Silas. Now you see the story followed Paul and Silas. Not that Barnabas didn't do anything. They went another way, but the writer of this actual apostles was Luke. Luke followed Paul and Silas later. Or joined them on their journey. Not right on today. Not right when they left this place. Wherever Luke followed, joined them, he was the one that wrote the story, so he only knew everything that Paul did from this time forward. So from this chapter 16, the story is only about Paul and Silas, because that was all that Luke knew, because Luke followed Paul after he met Paul, because I don't think he started with them right here, but wherever he joined them, he followed Paul, and Silas, and so he knew everything that happened from that time forth. Paul was arrested, and he went with Paul even to, to Rome. So that was why the story followed Paul and Silas, and we didn't know anything anymore about Barnabas and John Mark. Why? Because they went this way, and Paul and Silas went this way, and Luke followed them one way or the other. When he joined them, he only knew what happened on the rest of the, of the second missionary journey and third journey of Paul of Paul and Silas. So that was why the story followed Paul. But there's a, there's a book that's called The Apostolic Fathers, and there was an epistle called The Epistle of Barnabas. He didn't write it in that epistle of Barnabas. It was not the stories, it was more like an epistle where he taught. So, which means that Barnabas also was doing some things wherever he was preaching about, he did something. And we only know about what happened here between Paul and uh, Peter and so on, because that was everything that Luke wrote down. All the other apostles were doing other things also. The Lord leading everyone the way the Lord has appointed them to do. Because there were history that said somebody like Thomas went to India. No, that was not reported in actual apostles, but it was in the history, history book. And now I mean, that they say he was actually he died in that section of the world. I think it was Thomas they said he died in India. Either he was killed by the Hindus. So but many people went different places. Many of the apostles went different places, and uh, the only one that was reported by Luke is the one he knew. But the others went in the same time frame to different parts of the world, and we didn't know much about what. But when we all shall get to heaven, it shall be told what everybody is. There is a story, there's a song that we all say that we shall all tell the story of how we overcome. Every person, just like I'm telling my own testimony, introducing that one when I was in Nigeria. I went to village to village. That was my own story. And all of these apostles, all of the disciples went different places. 
Some get signs and wonders happening too because Christ, Jesus Christ was following everyone as they go with signs following. Up to today, he's still following everyone as they go. So if you are going, God will follow you with signs following. I'm glad to see that on, on television, on YouTube, I see younger generation of people that have taken upon themselves to go into the streets and preach the Jesus in the colleges, on the streets in Canada, and the streets in Europe. Every place they are preaching Jesus and they are confronted by unbelievers, by sodomites, and so on and so forth. They were so Jesus Christ still followed them with signs following. And the Lord will come to do that until he come. And that's what he has promised. He will follow us with signs to show that, yes, he approves of what we are doing in his name. And that is very important that you that is listening to me, if you are a believer, keep going for Jesus, keep preaching for Jesus. Don't be afraid of them. They may persecute you, and God may allow the persecution. And sometimes God will show up and show signs and wonders to deliver you. And he has promised you, he will always deliver you. When we lay our hand, life down for him, he has delivered us. So they, they overcame the dragon by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the dead. You see that in the book of Revelation, chapter 12, verse 11. And the Bible also said that the, the people that overcame the beast, the Antichrist, whether they are killed by the beast, they overcame. Whether they were, uh, they were, they refused to refuse them, to receive the mark of the beast, they overcame. Whether they were persecuted, they live, or whatever way, they overcame. Whether they ran into the jungle, they overcame. They overcame the beast by not taking the mark of the beast. So it's still overcoming. So even if God did not said, come down to show signs and wonders, and these people were killed and died in their, for their faith, they overcame. Because now they go to heaven and wait for the resurrection. And that is what we have to always remember. And just re, 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 reserve ourselves to the Lord and Lord that it will be done. But we are going to stand and confess Christ to the end. This is the end of chapter 15. And we shall continue in chapter 16 next time. God bless you. Amen.